We podcasting day. We should. I I should have prepared. Uh, we needed. <laughs> we needed to start this this cast. We are recording on Austin three sixteen. We needed to start this off with a glass break. Brandon, do you have any glass around you that you can just shatter on mic? Um, fuck, <laughs> hang on. No, I I have I have some plastic I can crinkle. Hang on. Oh hell yeah. Talking about Hershey Dog, an Uber, Jamie Noguchi, you can make <laughs> life-changing money with Uber. Uber. Uh, Uber. How, how did you celebrate your Austin 316, Brandon Chalmers? Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, recovered from my long weekend and went to work. I had pizza. <laughs> nice. Um, did you, yeah, um, uh, did you uh, run a cement truck over to your boss's car and, and dump cement in, in it? No, no, that's the sort of thing you get fired for these days. Did it's, you? Uh, it's, a, it's a different world, Jamie. Did, I, I did, did you... not pull the 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 Steve Weiser truck up to the side yeah. of the ring and rain hellfire down upon Mister McMahon. No, I did not. Um, you you didn't take did, your boss to the the grocery store and then like brain him with the frozen pizza. No, that was not a boss, by the way. That was uh, Booker T. I know it was Booker well T, but like your five bo- time, five time, five time, five, five time, time, five time championship co-worker uh, <laughs> that he decided to take to a grocery store, uh, store and then do a press check on Jackass. Um, by the way, kids, if you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, I want you to pause our podcast. Oh, it's right so now. good. It's I want so you to good. find a video machine and I want you to type in stone cold grocery store i'm sure you'll find it yeah it'll be the full segment and it is a segment where i believe somewhere in texas at the time um wwe was doing an event uh, i believe it was on monday night raw mm-hmm. and booker t uh who i believe was champion at the time yeah was running from stone cold steve austin because he didn't want to get attacked by stone cold so he found himself in a grocery store. And what ended up happening is he's wandering around nervous and paranoid. And all of a sudden you hear over the, over the PA speakers. And I am trying to do this from recollection. So we'll see how on I am. I'll have to go back and check tonight. Cause it is the holiday. Uh, it, it'll be attention shoppers. We're looking for a jackass and all four. And, <laughs> Then you see Booker T looking around, realizing he's in the aisle that he's talking about, and then panicking and running and Stone Cold coming out of nowhere, and then beating him with everything you can think of in the store, humanly possible, complete complete with Booker T throwing Stone Cold into the grocer's freezer aisle. Stone Cold working his way around the frozen section, coming over to the refrigeration section, walking through the refrigerated case with milk, taking a big glug, looking at Booker T and going, hey, Book, got milk, and then hits him with half a gallon of milk. The the best part about the segment is 
Booker T sells every hit. Like, oh my god, Booker T is a I've... salesman, top top tier, taking every bump, just it... selling the shit out of it. When Austin and hits I, him I... with a frozen pizza, just oh ugh. my god, <laughs> the the mustard. Literally, Booker T sells that mustard is painful. You got great boo bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's just it's it's so good. It's and, a delight. Like, and I know some of you are like, wrestling's dumb, and you're not wrong. To be fair, you are not wrong at all. Yeah, but there, I I don't have the network. It's been a while since I've had the network. But do they have like a Stone Cold feature that just? is high, a highlight reel of stone cold for like eight I hours assume so. because i assume so if if they because, if they like, don't they need to and they need to promote it every 316 and just run it on loop the entire day i, I imagine like i gotta check upstairs when when we get done here to see what stuff is available for stone cold because it is the holiday yeah i would imagine they have a special thing now i have heard rumors that when wwe network switches to peacock they will lose the ability, at least in the short term, to search by either match or wrestler. Oh no! So no. yeah, like basically, my understanding is is switching over all of the network's content to a different set of servers is a bit of a daunting task. Oh, so I think the just idea a is little. right. So I think <laughs> the idea is switch as much of the relevant content over. But I do believe they're going to start really editing things and cutting a lot of stuff out that is. A little on the questionable Boo. side, I know. So you, you won't get to see things like uh, Vince McMahon dropping the N bomb or uh, Brock Lesnar uh, basically like fronting a mariachi band. Yeah, um, yeah. You know all of those classic things. Mark Henry being the father of a hand. You know those yeah. important moments that happened in wrestling. I um I. I I don't mind those never appearing again. Uh, I feel like the you, world you knows. Say that. I feel I feel what? like the world knows that Vince is a horrible person. But at the same time, some of those moments I feel like should be preserved for posterity, so we have evidence. Rock, Rock Lesnar in a sombrero, <laughs> not mockingly, like like kind of running a a mariachi band, but genuinely turning it into a celebration. <laughs> now it's meant as mockery. At first, but boy howdy, I don't know if that guy was a ska fan going into it. I know he's got some Metallica tattoos. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that dude gets fucking turned. Like, he set a fire. His soul. Like, this is what Gloria Estefan was talking about, where the rhythm's going to get you. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. second he gets the horn section around him, he lights up like a kid on Christmas who just got a fucking N64. Like, oh my God. that guy... <laughs> Just goes ballistic and <laughs> loves every second of it. And genuinely, like, I if I had Jeff Bezos fuck you money, <laughs> I'd send a mariachi band Aww. to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, where Brock Lesnar lives. Saskatoon. And hire a videographer just to find out one if they make it out alive. <laughs> Two, what his genuine reaction is. Because I get it, the wrestlers are actors, but you can't fake that kind of joy. Yeah, I I feel like something like that. Lesnar showing up, he was like, "I'll I'll do the gig, whatever. This is gonna be stupid." And then he's like, "Right, this shit is dope." 
these guys are great. Yeah. Like I start waving my hands and all of a sudden the horns start and I'm having a great time. Brock's in a huge fucking hat. Like he's having a great time. Uh, and it, like, yeah. it almost was where you saw Eddie Guerrero come down to take him on and he gives pause. Like, you know what? Maybe he's not wrong. I like, might maybe not, he is a demon. Yeah, I might yeah, not like, lie or I, cheat or steal this one. <laughs> just, right, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, you know what? We're good. Like, I want to give you... I'm supposed to give you a hard time yeah. about making a mockery and a stereotype of my culture. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I got to be honest with you. You're embracing it way harder than anyone should. <laughs> Brock is getting down with it. <laughs> right, yeah. Brock, Brock is here for it. Do you do you have a favorite Stone Cold moment? I know I know the Attitude Era is peak Stone Cold with him versus McMahon, but like, do you, uh, do you have a, like a do you have one that jumps out at you? Yes, yes, I do. So um, normally I would say the grocery store, but since you already covered that one, yeah, I would like to go to Stone Cold wearing a cowboy hat. I believe he put a cowboy hat on Vince McMahon, and then he put a tiny like kids cowboy hat on Kurt Angle and then proceeded to take a guitar with his tone deaf ass and strum and do a sing along and play Kumbaya and him basically turning at the time what was a TV show that was more or less softcore porn and a Michael Bay movie yeah. and turning it into the loudest drunken sounding sing-along you've ever heard for easily six minutes. Like I think they go to a commercial break and they come <laughs> back and going. he is still strumming. Like just no hesitation is kind of fucking comedy gold. That's like awesome. Stone Cold doesn't get the credit he deserves for the comedy bits that he did. Yeah. Cause there's that. And also I would highly suggest search for um, Sheriff steve austin because if i'm not mistaken when he he left and then came back as a general manager yeah and he was riding around on a four-wheeler he wore a tin star like i remember yeah i remember that shit yeah and he was like making matches and it was like him and eric bischoff but he basically like he kind of walked around the place and insisted that like i'm the law of raw and started <laughs> arguing with everybody about it and he's like hey 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 Who's got the badge? Respect the authority. Okay. I'm in charge. Respect this is what's going to happen. But it was just great because, like, you watch everyone try and hold it together and not fucking laugh. Because I swear, that's all he was doing was trying to fucking break everyone. <laughs> like, it's it's stone cold for easily six weeks for three hours a night trying to corpse everyone. <laughs> fucking everyone. And when a grown man shows up and i swear then th this might just be my memory but i swear he duct taped like one of those like you know um like the kid like ride along things where they've got like the horse like the stuffed horse head on the stick yeah, yeah and they yeah. like pretend that they're riding the horse like a hobby i swear horse he broke the stick off yeah and just duct taped that thing to the front of a four-wheeler so this way he <laughs> could call it his steed and just was driving around was fucking great like huh? yeah just just him like like literally pulling up to like a random bit in the back where like a bunch of the the female wrestlers are there yeah, yeah and yeah. him like get off the thing to go give the, the only guy there a hard time it would like pause before he'd give this guy a, a hard time be like ma'am 
ma'am, ma'am, <laughs> now jackass, and would like, just <laughs> fucking great. Oh my god, I-, I forgot that. That shit is amazing. Stone Cold's a 20. Like, he's yeah. genuinely a 20. By the way, if you want to find one of the best non-wrestling things, if you're like, I don't want to fucking watch wrestling, I believe Stone Cold did a thing where he tried drinks, like uh, things like Cosmopolitans and stuff like that, and Apple Teenies, and he gets drunk on some really fun stuff and has a great time <laughs> where like he's like having an apple teeny he's like swear to god i didn't think this would be good. this is an apple teeny this is a tar this is a good ass drink this is this is a good ass drink and like him taking the little fucking shit out of the thing and then just housing it and just like being the weirdest like it, it almost feels like a a drunken version of of like a dad who's playing along with a tea party who's like way too big like <laughs> right, if you watch right, like, right. like if you found it like Lou Ferrigno like the the original OG Incredible Hulk had a daughter and you walked in and Lou is literally drinking like non-existent tea out of a little sippy cup with the thing up and him his fucking big ass shoulders and yeah. everything else like that but you're like god damn it that is a sweet guy doing <laughs> something incredibly kind with his daughter Stone Cold feels this way, only he's doing it with a bunch of, like, drunk early 20-somethings, where there are clearly, like, just production assistants who have no business being anywhere <laughs> near Stone Cold, being concerned about it, and yeah, him just yeah. going, go on, give me another drink, let's do this thing, and just insisting on it. <laughs> yeah, and the more, right, but he never does the Stone Cold thing. He's very calm and very respectful and very kind and very thankful of just like i would like another drink please this is very good and just (laughs) so much so that you don't expect it that's awesome god yeah stone cold's fucking great watch that watch him on hot ones he's fucking great on hot ones like he seems like a a nice dude to like i'm i'm sad we haven't run into him on the circuit because he seems like a dude that you would just actually want to have a beer with and I don't drink beer, right. but I feel like he would respect it. <laughs> uh, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, here, have me, a root he's got beer. Enough sober friends. <laughs> yeah, that like w- between wrestling and everything else like that, he knows how to have a good time with everybody without drinking a beer. Yeah, but yeah, here, have uh, a sarsaparilla. <laughs> now, bear in mind, I I'm sure somebody will start looking this up. Stone Cold is not without his skeletons. Oh yes, I acknowledge. Yeah. that he is not without those skeletons. He has openly acknowledged that he is not without those skeletons. Yeah. So, please bear in mind. Uh, I I have no business or interest apologizing for Stone Cold's previous behavior. He has uh, has no interest apologize not apologizing. Um, ignoring or playing down his previous behavior. He has owned it multiple times on camera without any second guess and has really tried to turn his world around in that sense. Yeah. Um. So is he without flaw? Absolutely not. I think no wrestler that we've really come across has been without flaw. No, some um, of them, some of them are real bad. <laughs> some of them are real bad. One of my favorites is one of the worst. So yeah. I, I get this. Like, I, Speaking of, like you were talking about a, a four wheeler, I yes, I know Taker. <laughs> Taker is a piece of trash, but like yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering why during the the past four years he never brought back the American badass, because that would be perfect for his politics, and it would, it would definitely appeal think- to a certain set of 
I think because he is figuring out that he can he caught a lot of backlash from my understanding just by supporting and sending money to Donald Trump's campaign because right. that became public. Right. Um but I I mean just by t- hearing him off screen like that was not a surprise to anybody. Right right right, but what I'm saying is is he does that and then he does his classic gimmick that a lot of people find very fun and they can separate the art and the man and then he does that weird like um oh what the fuck is the name of that thing where it was like a service where you could pay cameo cameo yeah cameo where he did the cameos for like some exorbitant amount i swear it was like 14 grand a pop or something like girl something fucking ridiculous and hearing him look into the camera and address someone who would like to be known as all elite scooby-doo and then give him a wedding message. By the way, if you haven't seen this, you really should Google that. Um, he has to stop himself from laughing halfway through. And I realize that I think there's a certain point where a man's politics and a man's purse mm. are two very different things. And when they conflict with each other, yeah. you watch the first one just kind of start to disappear. <laughs> yeah. And- <laughs> I if I if I would if I was of the trolling mindset I would pay that cameo and I have him just do like the most LGBTQ friendly everything like trans lives oh. matter like promote oh, all of that shit yeah like- but I have to I have to believe that he he managed to weed that out and I assume there was probably some caveat like I never looked into it when those went up yeah but he he did something like. It was some exorbitant amount of money, and there were a limited amount of spots. I swear it was like 10 of them or something like that. Mm -hmm. And only a few of them made their way onto the internet, from my understanding. But I remember seeing that one and going, holy (laughs) shit. Somebody with way too much money got Vince, uh, got, Jesus, Vince, got The Undertaker to say the words, all elite. (laughs) And that was a troll. They clipped that. That was, they clipped that. Oh. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like hundred percent. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't somebody from AEW yeah. just paying for it. one of the young bucks or, yeah, the bucks, or somebody. The bucks doing like, it. That'd be a great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Uh well I don't have any camera news. Uh but That's fine. We I'm so I we got a comment on YouTube about the audio for last week's episode because what I did, I recorded it immediately transcoded it and threw it up online i didn't process the audio at all so the audio was apparently really low so it was it was it was real bad for me yeah so i turned mine up a little bit yeah to try and so what i did is i turned my gain down so this way i don't blow the mic out yeah and then turn my audio up a bit just to try and compensate but yeah the audio for me was very low um, so I'm, I apologize. For no, that, that's my fault too. Cause normally I would, I would process whatever we have and then try to equalize it. So I'm going to do that with this, this one around. So it should be better. Still yeah. trying to work out the technical bugs, uh, of, yeah. of this bullshit. Um, I am not a streamer, but I'm using streaming or streaming gear to set this shit up. <laughs> I got to talk to Megan 
ask her how this fucking shit works, but she just solo cues it. So like, I don't, I don't know how to do any of this fucking shit. I don't know. Well, but I got the lights. Out, yeah. I got the lights set. <laughs> I was like, you, you got the lights at least. So yeah. at, the, at the minimum, I'm going to try and get my, my mic feed right. So at least it'll sound okay. Even if the video isn't great. So yeah. I apologize. I, I think it, I think it should I'm, be good. I'm going to take that one, Jamie. I got to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm, I'm going to take on that one. All right. Well, I'm going to start us, start us off. Do it. Speaking of wrestling, like our intro sounds like a wrestling intro. Like, oh, hundred percent. At some point, I want to do this in front of a live audience just so we could have a Titantron and like walk down the aisle and stuff. Oh, uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I want that. I want that. I don't so care bad. if no one's in the audience. I just I'll rent out a theater and like we'll just do it. <laughs> It'll be so good. Uh, Brandon, hit me with the intro. You know, Jamie, you have inspired me. And while it is Austin 316 day, I do believe I will embody a different wrestler. So, if you will please. Finally! The cocks have come back to the fucking Do It cast! Part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Now, Jamie, let me ask you a question. Do you like pod? <laughs> March March does have two very cool days, Pi Day and Austin 316 Day. You damn right it does. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what you like, Jamie, because <laughs> here at the fucking do a cast, we are about the people. And the people's champion wants to remind one and all that you need to go check out the other podcast on the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. Now, Jamie Noguchi, I know what you're thinking right now. Are you thinking, well, Jamie, what about you guys? Aren't you guys great? It doesn't matter what you like about us. It matters about the other <laughs> podcasts. They're talking about things like Batman and Pearl Jam and all sorts of other things. And the, and the and Snyder Cut. what I'm talking about right now is la la la. Something that starts with L so that it makes sense in the heart. <laughs> luchadors. Yeah, that's luchadors. Anyway, so yeah, we are one part of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network. You should absolutely check out the rest of the network. Since you found yourselves here among the people. The people. And we are the people's champion of podcasts. <laughs> with the millions with the millions and millions and dozens of <laughs> podcast listeners. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Brandon, before we get into anything, uh you had yeah. an you had an epic rant on Slack about I don't know what you were trying to watch, but it sounded like you were trying to watch a Batman, Superman, Justice League, something. Oh no. Cuts apparently coming out on the 18th or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know it was the 18th. So all I see in the... So to pull the curtain back, Jamie Noguchi and I are still part of 
the Super Art Fights channels as friends. We we hang out the Slack in the channel. main areas. Yeah. We we chit chat about movies and what have you. And they have a channel about movies. Great. That's awesome. Like movies and TV. Things that, that we all like. Hey, did you hear the so-and-so? And it's usually a lot of buzz news and what have you. And we all throw around opinion from time to time. And it's a to keep up with your friends about all the things that you're watching on the on the tube. So there was a a review that came in. Speaking of the Hard Knock Media Podcasting Network, there is a review in already from uh, our our boss that he actually enjoyed the Snyder Cut. Uh, first of all, how how does Keith get that shit early? And also, how does he not share the love with his his next door neighbors? We are down the street from the motherfucker. <laughs> first of all, you know how he gets that love. He's got that hookup. <laughs> Secondly, you don't waste it on us. You know why? We're not worthy of that, Jamie. <laughs> Because you know all we're going to do is contradict him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, I love yeah. the dude to death. He is a Batman stan. Like, yeah. he's into it. Yeah. So if we say a nary word and don't pay for it ourselves and the studio finds out <laughs> that he gave us fucking schmucks an advanced screening, <laughs> shit, there goes his hookup. He's got to protect himself. <laughs> we can release it in a, our, our paid format. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Guess what we need to do, paywall. Jamie? We'll pay an advanced copy of a movie that isn't released yeah. and then make money off of it. There's <laughs> no way that'll be a problem at all for anyone. None. None at all. All right. So the, the, what, what were you trying to, what were you trying to watch? So I thought that it was out already. Right. Because I saw reviews coming in. And one of them was like a review from somebody who, I, I don't know, I think I'm going to have to scroll like way the fuck up through where it is now. Because I think they, they have been like chit-chatting about all sorts of shit since then. Let me see if so I can. So many more movies, quick. man. I, I know. And you know what? Good. I'm glad there's a lot of other shit going on because <laughs> you really shouldn't trust me with all this. Uh, okay. So, um, <clears throat> uh, Super Art Fight co-host with the mo-host Marty Day. Uh, put up a screen cap uh, of a Twitter response or, or a, a Twitter screen cap of somebody who did a review on Rotten Tomatoes about it and rated it really well. Now, the person, now I don't want to out anyone or whatever it is, but I think we can say the company that they work for are We Live Entertainment. Now, the question that was posed is, did they lower the barrier for Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> and I got to be honest with you. Kind of sounds like it. <laughs> let, let, let me let me say this in no uncertain terms. Uh, the the thoughts and views of the fucking doer cast are one and only responsible of your own Brandon Chalmers and possibly on occasion your own Jamie Deguchi, wherever he ends up actually sitting when this video is released. <laughs> so um, I do not wish to... Uh, defame anyone. I do not wish to throw Marty Day under the bus in any way, shape, or form. Oh, throw his ass under the bus. (laughs) Now, uh, judging by by the name of that entertainment thing and and him absolutely loving this, yes, they have lowered the bar. Um, The internet has given everyone a voice, and apparently that voice gets to rate the fucking tomato meter. Now, I will say that 
I don't really trust the tomato meter. Like sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. Um, but I chime in a couple minutes later and I was like, I'm off work today. Just started the Snyder cut. Assuming that the Snyder cut was there. Now right, I have right, right. HBO max. Now what I learned is that what I was watching was the Wheaton version, or I think it was whatever the ultimate, uh, yeah. the ultimate edition is. Yeah. You got the old one now, the old and busted one. Now you say that, but I have an issue right out of the gate because that movie, like when you start watching that, I had to put it on pause before I even got corrected that I was watching the wrong one because apparently Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays Thomas Wayne. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you have seen any of the commercials recently for Jimmy John's that star Everybody Loves Raymond brother Brad Garrett <laughs> with a jaunty mustache where he looks like some sort of weird uh, Italian mob boss. I have I but. I yeah 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 I think I have seen one of those. Thomas Wayne. Okay, Jeffrey D. Morgan playing Thomas Wayne looks just like Brad Garrett <laughs> in these Jimmy John's commercials, and I literally paused the movie and Googled Brad Garrett Justice League to make sure that I wasn't wrong, and turns out I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> and then very upset to learn that Brad Garrett <clears throat> did not play Thomas Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> and that they waste Jeffrey Dean Morgan on this. Yeah. 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 Like you had him there and you cast Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> like if you're going to give a Batman, a gun, make it the fucking comedian. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> so right from Jump was, Street, you were just like, uh-uh. <laughs> well, right from Jump Street, I was like, I don't fucking remember this movie at all. Turns out I watched the OG version, like, forever ago. Um. So then... There, I I correct everyone, and I said, no, that's right. Then I tag you in it, because I assume that you're going to want to talk about this Justice League bullshit. <laughs> and immediately tell you I'm not watching it. <laughs> I, have, I have run out of fucks to give. For the record, I had three fucks. <laughs> Shit, I didn't know this was a thing. Fuck, I'll watch it. There's your first one. Is that fucking Brad Garrett? There's your second one. Right. And then this isn't even the right movie. Fuck, Fuck this. this. <laughs> there it is. Those are my three. And then they're gone. Yeah. They're gone. Gone. No they're more. Totally gone. No more. Never to come back. <laughs> Never to be fucked. I can't give those fucks anymore. They're gone. They're in the wind. Just flying away. They're gone. <laughs> I I am, I I I was in the no fucks given camp for a while, and then the the Ray Fisher stuff came out about like how Joss Whedon acted on set and treated him, and like his experience, and that that made me kind of interested because of how hard he was he was going for like, you know Snyder supported every one of us. We loved working with him. He he created a great atmosphere. This Joss guy comes in, it's a it's fucking miserable fuck joss whedon and i was like because i've been on the fuck joss whedon train for a little bit and ray fisher was just like no seriously fuck joss whedon and so that aspect of 
of it made me think, well, maybe, maybe there's something to this because I feel like cyborg was shit changed in, in the, in the version that we got, like he was almost written out of the movie. If he wasn't there, it wouldn't have made a difference. Like that's how bad they did his character in the, in the, the Whedon version. So that aspect is kind of interesting. I don't know if it's four hours of interesting. Um, but, but that part of it to me is like, all right, well maybe, maybe, I don't know if they're, if all of the actors are super excited to be working back with Zack Snyder, maybe there's something about this. I don't know if it's enough to hold my attention for four hours. I might put it on in the background while I'm working on pages. What, or I might not. But. What, what Zack Snyder thing have you watched that you really enjoyed? Um, the, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm literally Googling Zack Snyder. The, the first, the opening credit scene of Watchmen. I loved that because it was I would because I thought it was going to be hey this is his interpretation of the material we're going to go off script it's going to be great it's going to be amazing and then the rest of the movie was just kind of it was really boring kinda um I thought oh, 300 okay. was fun but I I don't I don't know much of Zack Snyder's stuff See and this is what I'm saying like I I, I might not like okay, his style so, so the story behind so the movie I'm, is interesting, but like I don't. Right, so I'm I'm checking Zack Snyder, and then I I'm going to go to all filmography. I'm on IMDb right now for anyone who's following along. Um, I'm going to go to director. Okay. Because this is what we're talking about, right? Well, no, we're talking about something else. No, but we're talking about him being oh, a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him being a director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So we we've got the the Snyder cut of right. Justice League. Yeah. Right. Okay. We've got Batman versus Superman. Did not like that. Okay. Man of Steel. Did not like that. Sucker Punch. Did not watch that. Uh, Legend of the Guardians, Owls of Gahul. Oh, <laughs> I did watch that. Which? Okay. It was a. It was. So, it was cute. <laughs> okay. So Owls of Gahul. So far, <laughs> one win for Jamie Noguchi in the Zack. I remember in the Zack Snyder. From what I remember, first. it was cute. Um, I didn't. I didn't think too deeply on it, but yeah, it was cute. Uh, okay. They had armor. Uh, the owls watch... had armor. <laughs> now, now, <clears throat> you have to like more than one part of the movie. This oh, is like me okay. saying I really like Full Metal Jacket because I really think the first half is good, yeah. and then the second half I think falls apart. Yeah. I can't be like you have to fucking watch all of Full Metal Jacket. I'd be like you can fucking watch the clips of Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> yeah. Um. So therefore, I'm gonna disqualify your Watchmen. Yeah, I I would disqualify my Watchmen too. Now, um, I think we can both agree 300 was good. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. It was good. The dark and grittiness totally worked. Mm -hmm. it, it made a lot of sense. Um, him, him, the Gerard, Gerard Butler looking back to his wife to get permission to kick the kid down the, the to kick the guy down the hole. That was a great moment. Right. She was just like, right, it was great, great move. Do it, right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version. I, I remember enjoying that quite a bit. I didn't see that, but yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, and then a lot of the other things, uh, let's see. He did a Morrissey video. Um, he did a Soul Asylum video. Ugh. He did a ZZ Top video. He oh, did okay. a Rod Stewart video. Mm. Another Morrissey video, and now we're into Dawn of the Dead. So he literally goes from, like, music videos to Dawn of the Dead to 300 right and then three years later he does Watchmen. i think i i think i remember that when 300 came out they were like 
he used to direct music videos. Now he's got a big feature. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And that's, <laughs> and that is perfectly fine. Cause if I'm not mistaken, the guy who did baby driver was the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I and that's think, perfectly fine. I think, I think the story around the, the Snyder cut is fascinating. Warner brothers gave him a whole bunch of money to do it. He was like, that's cool. I'll do it for free. So he's working for free. A lot of the actors came back to film stuff for free. And I'm like, holy shit, they're really excited about this thing. And and that part, like, I would watch a documentary about how this came together. I'm not sure I'm ready to sit down for four hours and, and watch the actual I, thing. But I would watch, well, okay. like, something about the making of the thing. <laughs> let's well, Hang on a second here. Let's Let's be clear nothing is free i guarantee you he's getting points on the back end somehow same thing with all the top tier actors maybe i from no from the in that from the trades from all the trade stories they they've been they've been per- portraying it that like he's doing it he 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 traded creative control for a fee so like he got to do what he wanted with the movie with the filming, it's going to be in four by three aspect ratio instead of 16 by nine, because in the off chance that he gets to take it to theaters, he wants people to be able to see it in IMAX. So it's going to look square and boxy on your TV when you watch it. Okay. I don't know. I, I, there, there it's, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting story. I would watch the shit out of a documentary about it. Like, if they if they shot footage if if they had a camera crew doing behind the scenes stuff as they were making it i'm interested in that i don't know if i like the his version of the dc universe <laughs> yeah i <clears throat> i'm i'm going to pass on this <laughs> you uh, you don't want to sit there for 4 like, hours brandon <laughs> I don't. I gotta be honest with you, Jamie. The four-hour thing isn't the fucking bar for me. It's <laughs> it's this like. It's giving into this mob mentality that this guy who can't seem to find a fucking proper lighting rig gets <laughs> this fucking like. I, I. Affleck's Batman is my least favorite version of Batman. Mm. Interesting. And that's saying something because I fucking love Frank Miller's Batman, and I guess technically they're supposed to be the same guy. There, there are aspects of, um, <clears throat> there are aspects of of like the his performance in Batman versus Superman that I I liked his take on some of the stuff, but overall that movie did not work for me. Um, right, <sighs> just. <clears throat> I didn't watch that and went, boy, howdy, I want more of that. <laughs> like, because it, yeah. it genuinely feels like, <clears throat> you know, the people who take shit way too seriously. Yeah. That's what Snyder feels like. And I yeah. got to be honest with you. If you take superheroes that seriously, fucking avoid me. <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely. Like there, there is, there can be fun aspects. I love Ledger's Joker. I love the old school, like, um, Tim Burton Batman. Oh yeah. Like that had a bit of seriousness, but also had a bit of comedy going on. And it really kind of towed that line there. Yeah. The Keaton one had an edge to it. Right. Like I'd say Nolan's Batmans are about as dark as I really want to get this. Like, 
weird, uncomfortable fucking, like... It feels like the same shithead guys who are still into um, Fight Club. Oh, yeah. Are, like, who just kind of don't get it. This is the same sort of thing of how, like... I. I'm convinced this sort of attitude and and liking this kind of shit is what gave us, like, Leto's Joker. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to fucking encourage that shit. I, I am very surprised that this is happening. Because, like, normally when there's a fan outcry or stuff, studios kind of ignore you. Like, who? no one's ever recut a movie for the fans. Fuck else are they going to do? It's a pandemic. And I guess I guess that might be it. it. it if you think this is going to happen in any other time period, you are out of your mind. Yeah. I, Studios I, yeah. sitting at home. They get this. They get a bunch of fans to fucking salivate. They get HBO to fucking sign on. They get Snyder to do the thing. Everyone's sitting around the studios like, wait, we don't have to really do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Because, like, I guarantee you, they're looking at the Twitter numbers. But the problem is, if you let social media dictate what you do or whether or not something's good, we're going to end up with shit all the time. The the, loudest voices are rarely the best. the, The other problem is, I don't think they're getting new subscribers. Because all of the people who wanted this DC stuff anyway, they're already subscribed to HBO is it max or plus or streamy hbo streamy fuck hbo max all the people who would have been inclined to see this are already subscribed to it anyone who's going to be going to the theater for this movie is already subscribed to hbo max so they're not getting new they're not getting new people one i bet they are getting new people Mm. i bet i bet genuinely when this happens leading up to this i bet the day this comes out or the night before you will easily see Thirty to forty thousand people sign up for HBO Max mm. for a month because they can tear through that and then all of the other DC content that's on there. Because there's a ton of animated shit. Yeah. Right now, I'm going back and watching the uh, the original Teen Titans. So good. It's so good, so right? Good. But like being able to to watch all of that, being able to watch the the cartoon from the early 2000s the justice league and justice league unlimited yeah unlimited They're is super great. good oh my god I, super good yeah, yeah like we're i'm i'm super excited to be able to watching that one with nicole like she's never seen it so like we watched all of the original justice league cartoon now we're tearing through all the teen titans then we're going to go Batman. watch unlimited there's a right, yeah what there's a teen titans go versus teen titans and yes we bought it we don't have hbo max but so we got that on on um uh, Prime and Hazel wants to watch that all the fucking time because it's good. It is so fucking funny and it's so good. It's so good. And I'm sure people will be mad at me. Teen Titans Go is a ton of fucking fun. Yeah, no, I love that I love show. It. I, I love it. That show I, cracks me the fuck up. And the music, yep. there, the every time they put out a new track, it's it's a banger. It's fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah, it's um, a ton of fun. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm convinced that there are a lot of fucking shithead neckbeard internet trolls who refuse to pay for this shit. And if they're not going to steal it off of HBO, they will sign up for it yeah. and they'll sign on. They'll sign up for it for one month. Yeah. And then they'll cancel. Yeah. 
and that's fine. But then at least HBO gets demographic knowledge. They get lists of emails. They get names they can sell. They can do all that shit. They can figure out what markets are there. Like HBO learns a ton about their, their audience. Yeah. And they can then use that knowledge to start figuring out what other movies they're going to push because they're doing Mortal Kombat showing up on HBO. That one looks the fun. New, that uh, one looks fun. Godzilla vs. Kong is going to show up on HBO. Yeah. Like, and I got to be honest with you, if if I was not watching HBO, but I was curious about the Snyder thing, I got to be honest that I think the same people who are curious about the Snyder thing have a bit of a curiosity and nostalgia for Mortal Kombat. And if you're clever enough to have one one month and one the next, I'd be willing to bet it quite a few people would forget to cancel that subscription. <laughs> and once I already pay for that second month, you're stuck. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you might be right. You might be right. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think anybody who is interested in the Snyder Cut got in early to watch Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. Oh. Right. Yeah, trust me. I, I I got excited initially for some of these movies where I'm like, cool, this is neat. And like, while I didn't really care for the new Wonder Woman, it was nice to be able to watch it when it came out. That was cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, Brandon. Uh, yeah. Off of that tangent, the only thing we're going to be talking about today is uh the upcoming new administration. I feel like uh there were there ah. there were there were uh there were several campaigns early on in the session, uh in this cycle. There, there were. There were some. There, there were. Uh, there were some, realistically, there there was there was only one other uh, one other there was a, uh, a campaign a, running. A, a possible a possible candidate who kind of uh, removed themselves from the running. Yeah. For yeah. for reasons. Uh, so now now the the current administration there there is going yes. to be a a swearing in at some point. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. how did how did the proposal go down, Brandon Chalmers? So, um, we're in a pandemic. So yes. I was trying to figure out what we were going to do. So we had a very, uh, state of the union kind of conversation about everything that was going on. And we had made it very clear really early on, if I'm honest, that if we were going to get into a relationship, it was legit. Like we had a very open conversation about whether or not we wanted to get married, whether or not we wanted to have kids, whether or not, you know, where we were with careers, what we wanted to do, what the ultimate goal was, where we wanted to live, like, there was a genuine like real conversation because uh you know pull the curtain back i'm 37 now like if we're gonna have kids there's a real timeline there yeah so and i had a shit childhood i'm not gonna do that to my own kid like can't so i need to make sure that i'm there i need to make sure that i'm capable i want to be able to you know, when when my kid fucking is like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go do the thing. Like, <laughs> I I feel like my world is lit up when I'm around my friends' kids. When I get a chance to hang out with Hazel, I have a great time every time. She's a freaking blast. <laughs> Dan's kid, Miles, absolutely lights my world on fire. I yeah, love that kid he's he's dad. adorable. <laughs> he's adorable and he's fun and he just makes me just oh so happy and the kid clings to me and like I'd be lying if if 
like that wasn't something that became a real yearning and part of why the last administration didn't work out. And there was a, uh, a real conversation because um, her last relationship ended up having a bit of a conflict of interest to that, where they thought that that was a thing that was going to happen. And it turns out that wasn't a thing that was necessarily going to happen. Well, also so, homeboy was playing with other people's gunpla. So, you know, yeah, I, I get that, but I, I, I am going to do my best to not, I'll hold the grudge. Fuck it. <laughs> and that's fine. I, I'm I an expert hold at holding other people's because, grudges. <laughs> no, I, I get that, but I don't want to hold an airy word because when everything went down, that dude was super fair and super chill and has been so the entire time. That's how so, I knew he was wrong, but go on. I, and that's perfectly fine. But one of those, I don't want to say a nary word because I don't want anybody to go back to anybody or anything else like that. And yeah. just know that my view is what's up. And that's where that's going to stay, which is really nice to be able to say, because in my own camp, to the best of my understanding, it is not that friendly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll hold a grudge. Fuck it. <laughs> if you need so. It, FYI, if any of y'all yeah. need a grudge holder, send it to me. I'll I'll fucking yeah. hold that shit. I no, will J- Jamie, mold Jamie it, holds on to and it sharpen he that holds into a heart. nice semi fucking hard ass forged in fire edge, motherfucker. Yes, yes. So <clears throat> we had a very state of the union conversation. Um, now, okay, so I should pull the curtain back a bit. So I lost my job back. In March of last year, the beginning of the pandemic, like a lot of people did. Yeah, we discussed this at length on multiple podcasts and what have you. And you can watch me basically have a slow breakdown if you decide to start watching the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're <laughs> go, and then yeah. my issues with trying to get through and get unemployment payments and what have you. And I was very lucky not only to have you. Hang on, my laptop's dying. I want to be able. To- oh yeah. You can't podcast uh, okay. without any power. Yeah, I know, right? All right. So <clears throat> So the idea was that we had a very state of union kind of conversation and her lease was ending at her place uh what would this have been June or May? Uh, oh, sorry, it was May. Um and basically the thought process was like, "Hey, not for nothing, but um I have a place and I have a mortgage and it's way cheaper than where you're at. And we can, you know, why don't we just kind of have a handshake agreement that like we work out a deal, you pay your fair share and you're not on the hook for anything. I won't make you sign any paperwork or anything else like that. If for some reason you and I are in a bad spot, I will, move down into my office until you find somewhere else to live. And your last month with me here is the last month you pay. And that'll just be what it is. Like, yep. I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. I didn't want to make her feel trapped or anything else like that. Yep. I think to be honest with you, I think had I proposed then she'd have probably said, yes. <laughs> like we were, we were pretty in. I kind of had like, that. I kind of had that feeling from the outside. Yeah. Right. But it was one of those things where like everything was so soon and it was like, I, I don't want to push that issue. And we For were sure. both going through a lot. For and sure. She helped keep me 
mentally right side up. I was never in a financial position where I needed to be held financially right side up, but we definitely helped each other through that whole thing. So we spent, you know, a year essentially in a pandemic together. Um, not, not job changes. Not every relationship has lasted that long. So. Right. Like <laughs> I, and that was kind of where my head was. It was like, if she can move in with me, when I am going through depression and job loss and I don't handle sitting still well at all. <laughs> yeah. Plus um, getting COVID. Yeah. Uh, getting COVID job changes for both of us. Like, you know, her job kind of shifting and her kind of being forced into moving into a new job and like just a lot of life change very, very fast. Mm -hmm. And I, I have told her this, but most nights when we'd fall asleep, I mean, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd wake up hours before her just because that's how I operate. And I'd ask her to marry me while she was asleep. <laughs> nice. Assuming that she'd just wake up one day and just say, and huh, just what? Like, yeah, yeah, fuck what it. What the fuck? Yeah. Right, yeah. And like, I almost got caught easily like a half dozen times. Um, totally. Sounds like you found your fire team, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so we got relatively serious, probably sometime around Christmas, uh, maybe a little before where she started asking about, like, we, we had a very like state of the union kind of conversation. And I was like, look, um, not for nothing. We've kind of joked around about this. If we start to get serious, what kind of ring do you want? Oh shit. And well, yeah. Cause I'm not gonna one. I don't want to find out that I fucked that up. Like that's a real thing. Yeah. So I just, I have a very direct conversation and I'm like, you know, what do you suggest? What do you like? What do you not like? What's the size you're looking for? Like, I don't want to fuck anything. What kind of stone do you like? Where's your, where's your thought process? Yada, yada, yada. So I, I take all of this information. She has a very tight knit group of friends that she has had for some time that she calls her girl gang. And I basically like <laughs> I got all the information together. I gathered. I sat on it for maybe like three days. And then I went to the girl gang and I was like, hey, so I would like your blessing to marry your friend. And they all said yes. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Now I need your help. <laughs> and I basically threw everything in with them. And I was like, I need suggestions on what do you think works? What do you like? What do you not like? Where do you suggest going? So they helped me find a place. There's a jeweler out in California that we found that had a really nice setting. Um, they work with a lab in Canada that um, produces stones in a lab. Oh, so the cool. stone is ethically sourced. Yeah, cool. Um, I, I, she was not asking for a diamond. I thought that if you're going to have a diamond setting that, you know, you should probably go through with the diamond. Um, so that was a personal choice on my end, but she kind of made it very clear that she didn't feel comfortable with the way diamonds are traditionally uh, obtained. Yeah, I agree. Hell yeah. Um, so I found them. They were able to put everything together. They ended up like sending it to me and I had to kind of keep everything in the download because like when we record these she's upstairs 
and the walls aren't that thick. So like, I didn't even have a real opportunity to like have a chit chat with you about any of it. So yeah. like, yeah, I really didn't tell anybody that I was going to do this. So I was trying to figure out when I was going to do it. And I'm talking with the girl gang and they're like, when do you think you're going to do it? Where do you think you're going to do it? And I'm like, I don't want it to be a big spectacle. I've done that. And I want it just to be us. Like we met at art fight, right? We don't need to turn this into a big fucking show for everybody. <laughs> so I was like, I'd like to do it either at the beach or in the mountains. Like Aww. I'd like to do a setting that like is very tranquil and very nice and everything else like that. Yeah. I was like, I have this idea that I push that what I want for my birthday is for her and I to do a little getaway. We do like a contact list sort of thing, like in an Airbnb. We, you know, like if we go to the beach, maybe we spend like the day at Assateague and we don't necessarily spend any time with anybody else, but we just spend like a long walk on the beach and be able to just kind of BS and have a great time or what have you. And then stay at a place in Ocean City or something like that. Or we go to Luray, Virginia, and we go hike in Shenandoah and we go up to the top of a mountain and I just pop a question on top of one of the cliffs. Nice. And that's where we ended up landing. So we get this really nice thing. Now, I didn't know where specifically we were staying in the sense of what in what in like relation to what else was there. Like I knew it was in downtown Luray, like right off of Main Street. But turns out there's a place called the Mimslin Inn that has been in Luray since the 30s. And it is a rather large like art deco style hotel that is designed as a wedding venue nice and there are like tiny homes that they set up as cabins behind the inn and it turns out the one that we rented was the bridal cottage <laughs> so we we pull up to the place and I was like, oh shit, it's a bridal cottage. She's like, oh yeah, 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 it's gonna be nice. I'm like, she picked the place out. Like I came up with a couple <laughs> ideas of different places. And she was like, yeah. I'd like to do this. So like she insists on on covering the room and the whole night, everything else. Like that. And she's like, we're gonna get away for your birthday and we're gonna go to the mountains. And I'm like, I want to go to the mountains. I want to eat some good food. I want to play some gator golf. I want to kick your ass at gator golf. And I'd like to go hiking. <laughs> and then just kind of left at the last one. Like by the way, I think I'm gonna propose then. Um, so. <laughs> right i think i'm gonna put a so ring like, on it right so like we get in the place is super nice jamie i found an italian place there that has the best garlic knots i've ever fucking had like did you bring it back home life life changing <laughs> no but i genuinely will drive the two and a half hours for those garlic knots those are life changing knots we need a barrel right? of like, them <laughs> Jamie, I'll tie the knot with some knots. I'll go back there and have that. I might see if I can have them cater the wedding. Oh, just have just It's in. a garlic just wedding. <laughs> yeah. So we order we order food from this place. It's super good. Play a bunch of gator golf first night. I got a hot tub there right in the facility with its own little like private walls. So we get a oh, chance yeah. to just get kind of trash drunk oh. and like, hey, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get up the next day, super hydrate, grab some snacks, go driving down to, uh, to Shenandoah. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go out onto the Stony Man Trail. We're going to do this like three and a half mile hike. And it's going to be a ton of fun. And there's like three different overlooks. And I'm like, we're going to go to the top, top. 
and it's going to be beautiful. It'll it's a four thousand foot high view. It overlooks the valley. It's fucking gorgeous. Hmm. There are people fucking just everywhere, and don't get me wrong, that is perfectly fine in the sense that people are absolutely allowed to go out, have a great time and social distant and like everyone. Now, to be fair, I'd probably say 90% of the people on the trail, the second you get near anyone else, everyone masked up. Mm. Everyone was polite with each other. Good. Everyone made sure that no one felt uncomfortable. Good. Like it was a lot of like stepping off to the side and making sure everyone else comfortably walked by. And everyone was very polite. And like, it was a perfectly nice experience on the trail. So like, I can't, really say anything other than like there was one shithead couple that was way too close and refused to wear a mask i had to fucking stifle myself he's like don't pick a fight on the day you're gonna propose don't pick a fight on the day you're gonna propose you're better than this don't do this so we get to the first overlook it's fucking crowded okay let's get to the second overlook fucking packed i'm like cool we're gonna do the summit right now she starts walking around and I think because of either her boots were too tight or the elevation was getting to her. Neither one of us had done a real hike like that in some time. Like it's not a like end all be all hike, but when you do a 900 foot elevation over three and a half miles, that shit wears you out. Yeah, it does. And like, so by the time we get near the peak, she is exhausted. Hips are hurting. And her hands are swollen. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to propose and she won't be able to put the ring on. And she's going to be fucking heartbroken. And she won't be able to do the fucking picture at the top of the cliff, holding the ring, doing the like, yeah. hey! And she deserves to have that fucking moment. Yeah. So we get to the top and it's fucking packed. Oh. And we stand there for a bit and she is hell bent. What I learned is she was hell bent on getting to the, to the, uh, to the top because she thought I wanted to do it. She's like, it's your birthday. We're going to do this. And I'm like, hon, if you don't want to do it, like I get it. We both had a long hike. Like we can skip this part. And she's like, no, you want to do it. We're doing it. it. Right. So like she's convinced she's doing the thing that I want to do. And I'm going, this place is going to be packed. Your hand is fucking swollen and I'm going to get all the way up there and I'm not going to be able to propose. And I'm going to be fucking heartbroken <laughs> and I'm going to have to not sell it all the way back down to the car. <laughs> so we now I should where, where I should have done it is we were literally like on a part of the trail. We were walking up to get near to where the summit was and we take a break. We both sit down on a tree uh, and we're just kind of sitting there. And everything was fucking silent. <laughs> and I reach into the bag to go get some water. And I paused a second and went to go reach into the backpack to go grab the ring. And then I heard somebody coming and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I just, I want to have a moment with just her and I. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm really looking for. Daniel like, Hey. <laughs> Right, yeah, like, hey, this year's been kind of you and I kind of doing the thing. I'd like this moment to kind of be very similar. Oh, hey, Steve. (laughs) Right. So we, I I miss my opportunity, or more importantly, I choose not to strike. 
and we get back to the car and she takes her boots off and she's exhausted. And, you know, we break out some celebratory gummy bears and we're making our way back down the mountain. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, okay, there's a ton of overlooks. There's like four overlooks. Yeah, sure. It's a big ass trail. Find one of them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find a nice spot to park. I'll be like, oh, I just need to stretch. We'll find a nice spot to park. Right. And I'll do it there. First overlook. Fucking pack. God damn it. Second overlook. Fucking packed. God damn it. Third overlook. Fucking packed. What the fuck? I'm like, God damn it. We're getting near the entrance. Yeah. We've now come down 2,000 feet off the mountain. Like, view's still nice, but it ain't that nice. Right. I get to the last overlook, <laughs> and it's literally like a little pull-off, like right before you go into the little tunnel right at the Thornton Gap. And I was like, hey, I got a rock in my shoe or something like that. I need to stop. I want to get this thing out. I just need to stretch. She's like, oh, okay. So I get out. I've got the ring in my pocket. Like before I got in the car, I put the ring in my pocket, like kind of stuffed it off to the side to make sure that she didn't see it. Mm -hmm. So I get out of the car very strategically of like, you know, kind of got up and stood up and made sure she didn't see like the bulge of a ring box sticking (laughs) out of of, of my, my pocket. Yeah. So I stretch, you know, I kick the shoes out or whatever. I walk over to her side of the car. She's like, like we're parked where her side of the car is at the the edge of the mountain. So like she's she gets a chance to kind of overlook everything. And she is like on her phone, no fucking interest, like just kind of done. She's exhausted. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can you come stretch me out? My back is killing me. She's like, yeah, sure. Hang on a second. She gets out of the car. She's stretching, you know, what have you, yada, yada, yada. And I just decided to turn around and I pull it out of my pocket and I dropped one knee and I had a whole speech and everything else like that. And I just started fucking crying. <laughs> like nice. I just like I yeah. just, I broke down. Like I meant to do, and literally it was like I meant to do it up on the thing and then there were all the people and just <laughs> too many people. And, do it. <laughs> right. And and she's just like looking at me and she's welling up and everything and I'm just like I, and, and I asked, and she says, yes, and she's fucking over the moon. I was like, I thought you knew. And she's like, I had no idea. <laughs> and, right. So, like, I got her, which is great. Yeah, that's a great surprise. Yeah. So, like, it was it was super nice. And, you know, we, we went back, and, you know, we got a chance to relax. And we ended up doing the same fucking place for dinner a second night. I got two nights of garlic knots. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, son. Yes. yes. You got to prep with yeah. the garlic knots, and you got to finish with the garlic knots. Yeah, did the chicken parm the first night and then did some shrimp scamping the next night. That place knows what they're doing with some butter and some garlic. Shit. God damn, they know what they're doing with some butter shit. and some garlic. Yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we just kind of like hang out and we, you know, she's she's over the moon and we're joking around and like by the time you know, we get back and then we go take a nap. We wake up from the nap. It's like six 30. We go get, you know, order dinner, all that other stuff. Another round of Gator golf, by the way, I won three rounds first night. She won three rounds next night. So we are one and one on our travel Gator golf. If you are looking for a game to play with your significant other friends, family, kids, what have you on a travel thing, get yourself some Gator golf, turn your room your bags, your shoes, everything else like that into a makeshift course. Lay a towel out and turn it into a putting green and start talking shit because <laughs> it gets intense with the quickness. 
<laughs> but it, it was really nice because the the next night or, or that night we sat out and we had drinks and we sat in the hot tub and we watched the stars. Was, the night was super clear and daylight savings happened and we didn't get to bed till four. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Normally I get up for work at 440. So like I'm damn near at all nighter territory. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And uh, the next day we went to the Luray Zoo, which you should not do. Um, the only thing I can say with any sort of confidence is the animals looked in very good health. But I, I got a chance to hear a ring-tailed lemur cry. Oh, no. Like, like free willy kind of crying. Oh, no. Um, I got to see these the single-handed saddest wallaby I've ever seen. Boo. And I got to see not one, but two of the angriest water moccasins I have ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> because they're their enclosures in their reptile room. And again, all of the animals looked in excellent health. But all of the enclosures were way too small mm. and way too starkly decorated. Like when you've yeah. got a seriously venomous, angry, aggressive fucking snake in a rather small container with like a water dish, some hard ass wood chips and one warm light. All they're left to do is just sit and stew. And it was literally like one of them was like the Eastern water moccasin and one was like the Florida water moccasin <laughs> and the Florida water moccasin was easily twice the size in a cage. that was maybe one and a half times larger than the other one. So like they're both very undersized and the two of them are equally staring at her and I and staring at each other and then staring back at us and just Fucking, uh, like, Jamie, I genuinely believe if you were to knock the wall down and let these snakes out, they'd kill everyone <laughs> and not doubt, like, and just leave. No consuming of anything. Yeah. No just, children, no you, toys, no animals, you, no meat, you. no interest. They just want, they want blood and they want freedom. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. horrifying. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was a lot of just very small enclosures. And I imagine 20 years ago when this was just a rescue zoo, because it is a rescue zoo in all yeah. fairness. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it was just a rescue zoo and they were very tight on budget and whatever it is, and we hadn't seen quite so nice enclosures and maybe the bar was much lower, uh, probably when the photos of the owner and Steve Irwin uh, together were actively taken. Yeah. It's probably a much nicer place. Before but Matt Damon find bought, ourselves, the, bought the zoo. <laughs> yeah. When we find ourselves in the year of our Lord 2021 and nothing has really been updated since 2002. And the guy who runs it is adamantly anti mask. Like, uh, <sighs> huzzah. Yeah, like I, uh, I, I feel very weird about that. Like I'm glad in the sense that my donation went toward paying for some of their feed and care. Great. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and at the same time, that may have been one of the saddest zoo experiences I've ever had. Mm. What a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't great. I didn't care for that much. Um, I don't want to do that again. And uh, I suggest that you don't do it either. It'll make you anywhere between sad and kind of mad. <laughs> so uh, it was it was a weird ending to our trip. Yes. Because, yes. like, we we didn't snag any photos when we were up there because we were like, we just want to do the hike, don't want to haul the camera, everything else like that. Your tiny, um, tiny like, little sure. baby camera? It weighs no, nothing. We, like, we just took our phones. Oh, okay. Your camera so, weighs well, nothing, I, by the way. <laughs> I know. I know. I get it. I, I asked. I brought it with us on the on the trip. It it sat in the hotel room mm. when we went out in the, onto the mountain. She was like, I think it was one of those she was convinced this this hike was going to be a lot more than she was ready for mm. than to have to fucking do the camera thing, which I totally get. Yeah. Um, But like we walked into the zoo, camera prepped, two lenses in hand, multiple batteries, fresh memory card, ready to do the thing. And we walked into the reptile room and the camera went from in her hand to dangling at her side. And the second we walked from the reptile room to outside and she got a good look at everything, the camera went from at her side to kind of behind her back. And it never moved forward from that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and like we left and I was like, notice you didn't take any pictures. And she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> notice you didn't take any pictures either. And I was like, uh-huh. She's like, I'd like to get in the car. I was like, let's go do that. Let's go home. Let's, let's, let's go home. I would like to go home now. Right, but it was literally like, trust me, if we had the ability to go back to to the little tiny house or whatever it is, I genuinely could live in that tiny house. It was super nice. Like, That's awesome. I also apparently, I'm a hot tub guy. I didn't know I need a hot tub now. Like, They're dope. Two two days in a row of soaking myself in, in the hot water and everything else like that, game changer. Yeah. I'm tensing up already. Like, yeah. I miss it. Yeah. I need it. Yeah need it the when we go when we go out to san diego comic-con the friend that we stay with they live in an apartment complex that has a pool and a hot tub and nice. one day we fucked off of the con and just stayed in the hot tub and that shit was so glorious <laughs> yeah yeah so good yeah i i really just want to travel to other places and just sit in hot tubs that's really what it comes down to. yeah we we need to uh we need to hit the con circuit again and we yes. need to only stay at places with hot tubs. With hot tubs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, with with hot tubs and decent carryout. It's like if we could go back to Chicago, yeah. hit up that fucking Thai place, yeah. and then hang out in a hot tub. Yeah. Yep. De- depending yeah. depending on how things work out, uh there may be more conventions in the future when they start opening up. So God willing. There there yep. there might be many more trips. Uh hopefully yeah. hopefully things work out. Um hopefully, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, so uh i got engaged so there's Yay! that um yes it's a good way I, um, it's a good way to end a year of bullshit yeah it, it felt like a very real like man we kind of went through it yeah and uh Hell i'm yeah. feeling good about where we are right now and if everything totally falls apart i know that she and i are moving toward a path together yeah, and that is really rad. As a and team, the have it's a team. Yes, it, it it is a team, and uh, I am really glad to have a genuine partner. 
Nice. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I am I am over the moon and uh, had a really great time and I'm really, really excited. And the only thing I got to figure out now is what the fuck do I do for my birthday next year? Like, <laughs> You'll actually get to see people next year. That's yeah, I'll what... actually get to see people next yeah. time. Yeah, we're thinking about that. Fuck. Hey, you it may. may. Yeah. Even if we don't get it between now and May, in May, technically we should all be eligible. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Maybe I'll get a bouncy castle. I hope, I hope. Um, But that's awesome. I feel like that's, that's sort of like a story, like your year in COVID in the pandemic has been sort of a story. It's been like, you start (laughs) off here, it's a hero's journey. You lose your job, you go through all this shit, it goes down, you get your job back and you end up with a marriage at the end of it. Like you, you've been, you've done the Hobbit tale. You've been there and back again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh. I really wish that I could have just hopped on a fucking eagle, got engaged, and uh, had a better job and skipped a lot of the bad shit. Nah, but, but you, you know. needed to fight Gollum somewhere, you know. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. Because you know what it is? Gollum is just depression in sweatpants. That's what Gollum is. It's not fun. Like, it's, yeah. it's not even exciting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I it's uh you couldn't have written a better end to all this bullshit that's great i mean it's not over because like you still go on like you still no. obviously it's it's not over but the idea of like my my calendar year the last 12 months yeah knowing that basically um because essentially i lost my job god what would it be uh what's today when we record this the 16th i would have lost it i believe on the 19th of last year so yeah. I am basically like, um, actually, you know what? I think this is actually one year since we got Seuss, the dog. Oh, I think about it. Nice. Like I gotta, I gotta double check and go back and look, but I swear if I'm not mistaken, we got the dog this time last year. So nice. yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like we, we got ourselves a little buddy too. Like, yeah, it's been a whole thing. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's fucking great. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So I am I am very lucky and very happy and very appreciative of where I've ended up landing and I genuinely wouldn't be here without the love and support of people like you. So thank you. Um this deserves and, uh, many cheesecakes. For... <laughs> and cheesecakes thank everybody and garlic for li- for listening to me bitch and complain the last calendar year. I appreciate the support and the kindness and sometimes the lack of judgment. And sometimes the judgment, and that's perfectly fine. Just give me both. I'm, I'm yeah. good with all of this. Hell yeah. But All right, we're done. No more podcasts. We're done. We have to end on a high note. No, I'm kidding. We have to add on a high note. That's it. We're done. <laughs> no Wrap more shows. Up, kids. We're, we're, we're never doing this show again. It's too good. We ended too high. That's, that's it. We're all done. <laughs> uh, Brandon, where can people find you and congratulate you? You can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. Yay! Yep. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, all right. Uh, uh, you can find me on Instagram, Jamie Noguchi, uh, YouTube here, Twitter stuff, places, things. I'm going to play the end. <laughs> mm-hmm.